was still Good evening. We're going to go ahead and start our meeting. I'm going to read our land acknowledgement. The West Hollywood City Council acknowledges that the land on which we gather and that is currently known as the City of West Hollywood is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabrieleno Tongva and the Gabrieleno Keech peoples. I will now call this meeting to order. It is 6 p.m. Uh, Commissioner Danny Hang, will you please lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance this evening? Uh, please rise. Uh, place your right hand over your heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah, Madam City Clerk, may we have a roll call, please? Yes, thank you, Mayor. Councilmember Byers. Present. Councilmember Heilman. Here. Councilmember Meister. Here. Mayor Pro Tempore Erickson. Here. Mayor Shine. Present. We have a quorum. Excellent. Uh, City Attorney Langer, please provide the report from the closed session. Yes, good evening. The City Council convened a closed session at 5.30 p.m. this evening. There were no members of the public here to speak on public comment. The City Council spoke on one item of business on the posted agenda, initiation of litigation under Government Code Section 54956.9D4. The City Council did give direction to initiate litigation, and the particulars of that litigation upon inquiry will be disclosed after the litigation is formally commenced. And that concludes my report. Thank you. Madam City Clerk, are there any changes from staff to the agenda this evening? Thank you, Mayor. As indicated on the agenda, item 3A, the public hearing is being continued to our July meeting. Um, also, I'm going to, at this time, read a correction for item 2E, the ordinance into the record. Um, under section three, after on April 17th, 2024, it should be a period. So we will remove the words and we'll read as follows. That will be removed from that ordinance. And also item 2.0 is on consent. Um, I will wait until uh, we actually get to consent before I do that one in case it gets pulled for some reason. Those are our only changes, Mayor, thank you. Thank you. Do my colleagues have any changes, uh, proposed changes to the agenda this evening? Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson? Thank you so much, Madam Mayor. I'm gonna try and do a couple of here. I was wondering if we can move item 5A, the Melrose Gathering Space, to consent. Okay. I, I have a couple of questions. Great. Okay. Um, the item 4A, the future uh, sewer services. Okay. And then my last one would be 6B, the business community forum. Any other changes? All right, so we have uh, 4A and 6B uh, that are gonna be moved to consent. And Mayor, I believe that we're probably not all ready on all of the appointments still. We're still interviewing and thank you, Melissa. You just gave us uh, a new group of people who've uh, expressed their interest, so. Yes, 
we'll do what we can, I think, when we get there, if that's yes. okay. Yes, absolutely. I think we'll just see what we're all ready for and go from there. Thank you. Do my colleagues have any adjournment requests for this evening? Council Member Meister. <clears throat> Thank you. Mayor, before we move, I apologize. Can we get a motion to adopt the agenda, please? That's a great idea, yes. <laughs> Thank motion you. by Council Member Heilman, seconded by Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Thank you. Councilmember Meister. Thank you, Mayor. I have uh, several adjournments this evening. Uh, one is Edward Horenstein, father of longtime resident Betty Ehrlich. He was an inspiration to his wife and his whole family, showing love, a gentle kindness, and a wild sense of humor. He leaves behind three daughters, several grandchildren, and a great-grandson, Oliver, who very recently came into the world. Our sincere condolences go out to Betty, Brooke, and little Oliver during this difficult time. I'd also like to adjourn in memory of Jan Foster. Jan Foster was a West Hollywood resident and producer of the long-running public access show, My WeHo World. Foster celebrated his 70th birthday on February 16th. He leaves behind his husband and partner of 36 years, Joel Corismo. We offer our deepest sympathies to Joel and his family. Jan always had a bright smile and was like family to many people in our West Hollywood community and will be missed by us all. Uh, I also have uh, another one, Vivian Bernard. Vivian Bernard, mother of West Hollywood resident Richard Bernard. A friend of hers wrote on Facebook, her intelligence, appreciation of art, her quirky sense of humor and her determined way of living were all remarkable. Vivian was one of a kind. Not only did she insist on living the way in which she wanted, but she did it with kindness and awareness of those who surrounded her and a deep appreciation of the life that she and her husband Harvey shared. Richard, your West Hollywood family is very sorry for your loss. And then lastly, I would just like to adjourn in memory of um, Annette Fleischman, who is uh, an old friend of mine from New York, and uh, she uh, passed unexpectedly yesterday, and um, she was one of the cool kids when we were growing up, a little older than me, and uh, I just know that she's gonna be the cool kid uh, in heaven as well. Thank you. Yeah. Council Member Byers, any? Council Member Heilman, Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you so much, Madam Mayor. I, I have several as well. I would like to first adjourn in memory of Harry Belafonte. Um, Harry Belafonte was a very well-known singer, activist, icon, um, as well as his daughter Gina Belafonte has been a very good friend to this community. Um, and we send our memory and condolences to all of um, his family who is there right now. Um, I'm not gonna try to surmise his life. Um, additionally, I would like to adjourn, adjourn in memory of Banco Brown, who was shot and killed by an armed security officer at a Walgreens in San Francisco. Um, he was 24 years old. Uh, Banco was a beloved by a big community. He was brilliant and made everyone laugh. Though he was shy, he made friends easily and connected deeply with others. Banco had been part of the Young Women's Freedom Center since he was just 12 years old and worked as a community organizer advocating for the rights of other young people in San Francisco at the time of his death. 
Banco had also struggled with housing instability for over a decade. He worked tirelessly, making consistent calls for shelter and other basic needs. Still, instead of receiving the support at every turn, there were obstacles and obviously the endless hoops as many people tried to jump through. He was criminalized and lost his life trying to survive and was a, a, a friend and, ment and family member to individuals that we know here in our transgender community. Addition additionally, I would like to adjourn a memory of uh, drag artist Heglina, um, who passed away several weeks ago, um, and they, this news shocked and saddened many people in the drag world, um, and they were a true icon and master of drag, mistress of drag, when they were doing um, all the work that they did in San Francisco as a pioneer. And then additionally, I would like to adjourn in memory of um, my friend Aram's father, apologies, I'm just pulling it up right now. Um, Gary Najarian had um, passed away um, uh, a week ago. Um, he was born in Beirut, Lebanon, and originate, uh, trained to become a priest. And Gary emigrated first to Canada and then to the US, um, where he met his amazing um, wife and my friend's mother, Lena, um, and worked and provided for his loving family where he served at Union Bank for 36 long years and enjoyed his retirement and his loss as something very felt by his family and friends of our community. That's all, thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. Um, we will now move to presentations for this evening, um, starting with Mayor Pro Tem Erickson's presentation. I hear I have some Girl Scouts in the house? Yeah? And you already passed the first test. If you have cookies, please make sure they're outside and away from us. Pride season is among us. Um, or summer, if you don't know what that means just yet. Um, so I have proclamations for all of you. Um, I want to thank you for all being here, coming out to West Hollywood on a Monday at 6 p.m. This is more to your parents. It's nothing easy. Um, but we're really thankful you could be here in all of your civic service and all the duty that you do, as well as what you do to my waistline is something I do not hold against you. And I'm so thankful for all of you, especially to my, my little, as I call her, my dealer, Ava, over there um, in West Hollywood and the West Hollywood um, she deals Girl Scout cookies, okay, people? That's, that's something we want to do. Um, but as um, I call your troop name, if you want to hoot and holler a little bit, feel free to. I have a bunch of them here, so I'm going to read this. We're all going to come up and take a photo. We're all going to try and get you up here in whatever way we can, and then we're going to go from there. All right. Whereas in 1912, Juliet Gordon Lowe, also known widely by her nickname Daisy, started the Girl Scouts in her hometown of Savannah, Georgia, with the purpose of encouraging girls to embrace their unique strengths, unlock their full potential, find lifelong friends, and create their own opportunities. And whereas the first Girl Scout troops was formed in the greater Los Angeles region in 1922 and presently serves 33,000 Girl Scouts ages 5 to 17, of all socioeconomic and cultural backgrounds guided by 17,000 adult volunteers to engage and serve their communities. And whereas, as a way to increase awareness about the organization and raise funds for activities and programming, in 1917, Girl Scout councils and troops banned baking cookies as a service project. And whereas today that tradition continues, the Girl Scout Cookie Program is the largest entrepreneurial program for girls in the world. 
For six weeks each year, Girl Scouts from all over LA County practice their business skills during cookie season, sometimes right outside some of our establishments here in West Hollywood. And whereas Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles partners with West Hollywood businesses who allow the girls to set up tables for their cookie customers in front of their shops, and many Girl Scouts give back to their West Hollywood community through service and leadership project. Now therefore, let it be resolved that the West Hollywood City Council hereby recognizes the Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles for its partnership with the West Hollywood community and its long-standing commitment to teaching girls valuable life skills such as leadership, entrepreneurship, independence, and responsibility, and providing girl-led programming that inspires confidence, builds character, and imparts a shared goal of making the world a better place. And at this time, I'm gonna invite up Michelle Green, the Senior Director of People and Culture at the Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles, and other representatives in attendance from organizations, and the Girl Scouts here this evening, troop numbers 695, that's right. We love it, 1115. 70915. And last but certainly not least, 71115. Come on up. We're going to take the proclamation. We're going to take some pictures. I'm going to give you these proclamations, and we're going to have a great old time doing this. So come on up whenever we want to figure this out. See what we can do here. All right, everybody look right here. <laughs> All right, I think we got it.
Everybody looking right here? Right here? Here we go. Couple more. Couple more. Here we go. Couple more. There we go. Okay. Can I get a shot? Hold on, hold on a second. One more shot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good evening again. As Mayor Pro Tem Erickson stated, my name is Michelle Green, and I am the Senior Director of People and Culture with the Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, Mayor, and City Council members for this wonderful recognition. On behalf of the 50,000 members of Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles and our staff, we are thrilled to be part of the West Hollywood community. We have had a presence in Greater Los Angeles for 100 years, and this community has welcomed, welcomed us with open arms. The Girl Scout Cookie Program is the largest entrepreneurial program for girls in the world. For six weeks, early each year, Girl Scouts from all over LA County practice their business skills here on your streets during cookie season. The girls sell door-to-door -door in their neighborhoods, and we partner with several West Hollywood businesses who are kind enough to allow the girls to set up tables for their cookie customers in front of their shops. A couple dozen Girl Scout troops and hundreds of Girl Scouts and volunteers are based here in West Hollywood, and many of them are here today, as we just saw, <laughs> along with the troop from Glendale. Girl Scouts, again, please raise your hand. Awesome. What I'm learning more and more every day is that we just don't sell cookies. Many of these girls give back to this community through service and leadership projects. Another reason we are very proud of this partnership. Thank you for your support and we'll see you early next year for another cookie season, if not before. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's cute. All right, so we are going to move to our next presentation, and I will be making that um, for Senior Month. 
Whereas the month of May is National Older Americans Month and serves as a time to honor seniors in our communities throughout the country, and West Hollywood proudly supports our senior community and honors them during National Older Americans Month with special programming for our own senior month. And the city is very fortunate to have a vital and active senior advisory board, which will televise our monthly senior advisory board meeting on Wednesday, May 24th, 2023 at 2 p.m. And through the West Hollywood Aging in Place Aging and Community Initiative, the city will focus a month-long communication strategy on educating and informing the broader community about local services, resources, and programs that make West Hollywood an age-friendly city. And the city greatly appreciates the role of our senior advisory board members as community leaders, volunteers, educators, and activists. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the City Council of the City of West Hollywood hereby, hereby proclaims the month of May 2023 as the 37th Annual Senior Month in West Hollywood. At this time, I would like to invite Senior Advisory Board Member John Allendorfer to the dais to accept the proclamation for City Senior Month. Thank you. My colleagues can join me for a picture at first with a... Good evening, Mayor Schein, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, and Council Members Heilman, Meister, and Byers. The Senior Advisory Board is very pleased and honored to receive this proclamation celebrating May as Senior Month slash Older Adults. You know, there are many highlights to celebrate this month that are happening in our city and close by, and I just want to mention a few. First, there's a national honor our LGBTQ Elders Day at the Los Angeles LGBT Center Tuesday, May 16th at 12.30. Next, we have the Senior Advisory Board meeting, which you mentioned, to be televised here in the Council Chambers on Wednesday, May 24th at 2 p.m., which will feature and give valuable information on some of the social services available to seniors from our human services. So come find out if you can't come, watch it at 2 o'clock that Wednesday and find out what you need and what you can get. Also, there is a Senior Talent Showcase at the Los Angeles Center, LGBT Center, on May 24th at 2 p.m. And lastly, there's like 11, 14, 12, 14 things happening. But lastly, there's the monthly Seniors in Action TED Talk videos on May 23rd at 2 p.m in the West Hollywood Library Community Meeting, where you can learn something new, express your voice, connect to the other seniors in this town, know that you are a part of this city, that you're important and that you're recognized. 
So the Senior Advisory Board urges all seniors, older adults, to enjoy these happenings. Speak up, speak out, and know your opinions matter. Age does not define you. Even seniors can run for the presidency and win. <laughs> so we conclude that the advice and guidance that we give to the city council is one of hope and concern to make West Hollywood a safe, clean, affordable, and a more loving place to live and thrive. So enjoy seniors. You live, the, and the more you live, the more you know. And hopefully we can give to the next generation, these Girl Scouts, a good planet to live in they can be proud of. Thank you. Thank you. At this time, we're going to move to the public comment uh, portion of the evening. The City Council values your comments. However, pursuant to the Brown Act, Council cannot take action on items not listed on the posted agenda. The public comment period is limited to 20 minutes, with two minutes allotted for each speaker. This public comment period is to address the City Council on consent calendar items or items of general interest within the subject matter jurisdiction of the City Council. Another period is also reserved for general comment later in the meeting for those that could not be heard at this time. Public hearing testimony will only be taken at the time of the public hearing. If you signed up to speak on both consent calendar items and general public comment, as well as an item that was moved to the consent calendar, you may take this public comment period to speak on the consent calendar items. You may also sign up to speak during the second public comment period for your general public comment. Madam City Clerk, will you please call our first speaker? Yes, thank you, Mayor. Our first speaker this evening is Patrick Blood, to be followed by Alan Strasberg. And while the speakers are coming forward, I, I think maybe we can say to our Girl Scouts here, you don't have to stay for the rest of this. This gets kind of boring. So um, thank you so much for coming out and being part of tonight's meeting. Good evening, uh, Madam Mayor and Mayor Pro Tem and Honorable City Council members. Uh, my name is Patrick Blood. I'm a proud resident of the City of West Hollywood for the past 10 years. Um, I came to you quickly, since I only have two minutes, to just quickly say thank you on a couple items and a couple little things I had really quick. So thank you on the consent calendar item 2D. Um, I did want to note, while I agree that this should be on the consent calendar regarding homeowners and dog insurance liability, I did want to note that most major insurance companies have 13 restricted breeds, including pit bulls, Akitas, German Shepherds. Um, and so while it might be in line with the law, um, we might want to look at that subdivision B, which says an insurance company can forbid certain uh, types of dogs. Um, although I'm in favor of it beyond consent calendar, let's maybe discuss that in the future. Uh, to, uh, I also want to thank you on the providing Narcan. I think the opioid uh, 
epidemic has been extremely prevalent. We're already now providing test strips, and so I think Narcan is the next great step. Thank you for Mental Health Awareness Month 2N. I did want to urge you for item 6A to allocate that 10K for the special counsel programming. That's a drop in the bucket. Seems like a no-brainer, so I hope you all vote yes on 6A. Um, very quickly, I'm running out of time. I anticipate maybe others will feel the same way. In the past three weeks, we've had two major public safety crises. Um, one, of course, being at the Dillon Hotel and then right by La Boheme, which is right where I walk my dogs. Um, I know that there is no right or wrong answer on how to deal with this, but seeing those images in that video was extremely alarming. And as the council knows, I have routinely spoken about uh, not cutting our sheriff deputies. I have not been uh, uh, sparse on my words about that, that I adore our sheriff deputies and I feel protected seeing them uh, and with respect, as my time runs out, I respect our block-by-block -block ambassadors, but I feel safer with our sheriff deputies, um, and I am out of time, so I will leave it at that. And thank you, council members. Thank you, staff. Thank you, everyone who makes these meetings happen. Thank you, Patrick. Our next speaker is Alan Strasberg, to be followed by Mikey Friedman. Alan Strasberg, now 32 year resident of West Hollywood, and I, too, want to talk about public safety. Public safety is the single most important issue that any government at all levels can deal with. Last year, the city became entangled in what was clearly an ideological debate about public safety and policing. That morass continues to this day, exacerbated in large part by attempts to conflate narratives and abuse statistics. This is a very simple issue. People do not feel safe, period. The fact of the matter is that three of you voted to reduce the number of sworn deputies in West Hollywood, period. The fact of the matter is that block by block has proven itself over and over to be ineffective and a waste of taxpayer dollars, period. How we count and categorize that crime is irrelevant to those on the victim side of crime. A declaration on television that people are safe is categorically false and of little comfort to those on the victim side of crime. The experiment with an ideological drive to reimagine pu public safety must end. We want to restore the LASD contingent to pre-pandemic levels and indeed more. We live in a world with more guns than people and a reality of the human condition is that there will always be people intent on doing harm. Recognizing those two realities should not be an exercise in defeatism as expressed in news interviews last week, but rather a call to do the people's business and right now the people's business demands more deputies on the street. I often find wisdom in the words of John F. Kennedy we dare not tempt them with weakness, for only when our arms are sufficient beyond doubt can we be certain beyond doubt that they will never be employed. Let's once again center the needs and wants of the residents of West Hollywood. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Our next speaker is Mikey Friedman to be followed by Rick Watts. Good evening, council members. I am Mikey Friedman. I'm almost 79 years old, and obviously, I'm disabled. When my dog died during COVID, I rescued another dog. I got a beautiful, big, 95-pound German Shepherd mix. And everybody told me, you are too old and too disabled to have that big a dog. But that's exactly why I got her. 
People give me a wide berth when I walk with her down the street. They think twice before they mess with me. And you know why? Because she's huge. And she has big teeth. And those teeth can do a lot of damage to somebody who's trying to hurt me. If my dog were smaller and it didn't have any teeth, nobody would be afraid of messing with me. And that's what block by block are. They are dogs with no teeth, unlike my Stormy. Nobody's afraid that their bad behavior is going to have any consequences, certainly not from block by block people. They just stand there. So now, our beloved city is toothless. A sheriff, on the other hand, like my dog, has ways to make people who want to act badly think twice about it. Rather than so many toothless block by block, we really need to have armed, walking sheriff's patrols. And now, if we have them, they'd have teeth, like my Stormy. Thank you. Oh, and um, when, the survey of, when is the survey about scooters going to happen? I haven't heard anything about that yet, and I'm really waiting to. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mikey. Our next speaker is Rick Watts, to be followed by MJ Gotches. Thank you, Council. Um, Regarding what I talked about up here on a prior meeting, I, I want to thank you for, uh, uh, for moving forward on getting uh, Plummer Park Room 5 and 6 set up, and as I understand it, uh, moving forward with getting the EOC again set up for, uh, uh, for remote participation, uh, hybrid participation in uh, public meetings. Um, we need to finish that job and ensure that all um, meetings where uh, all, all meetings of uh, boards and commissions and uh, bodies of the city uh, are, are so set up so, so that uh, members of the public and members of boards and commissions who may be disabled uh, can also participate in the running of their government. Um, secondly, I want to uh, echo a little bit about what uh, Mikey Friedman just, just mentioned. And I, I was disturbed uh, to read uh, yesterday that uh, in addition to the, uh, uh, the armed robbery outside uh, La Boheme uh, several days ago, there were two more armed uh, armed robberies of, uh, of pedestrians fairly early in the evening, as I understand it, in the, the 1,000 block and the 1,200 block of Sweetser, basically just essentially over the fence from me. Um, and I, I have not seen the weekly crime reports from the Sheriff's Department for quite a while that, that used to be posted weekly on uh, Nixle, and I wish that hopefully that can be, that can be remedied. Um, and then lastly, I want to, um, on the... Uh, the presentation of the Girl Scouts. Uh, I, uh, uh, as an old Eagle Scout myself, as was my dad and my older brother, um, I, I, uh, those organizations and the Girl Scouts uh, participate, uh, promote um, public service uh, like few other organizations do. Um, and uh, we've got a number of presidents that have been, the, of the United States that have been members of the Boy Scouts. And uh, although just because your, your daughter or son may end up being a member of the Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, they may not end up being president, but you never know. Thank you, Rick. Our next speaker is MJ Gadges, to be followed by Andrew Solomon. 
Good evening, Mayor Shine, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, Council and staff. Um, I'm MJ Godges, West Hollywood citizen. And I'd like to thank you all for providing services for our community cats with WeHo's first ever TNR trap neuter return program. I'm happy to announce that on Sunday, May 21st at 2 p.m., we're launching the program with a community meeting here at the Aquatics Recreation Center. So to our WeHo friends and neighbors of cats, please join us to learn about this new program and how together we can prevent the population of outdoor kittens and cats. Uh, there'll be a panel of speakers, special guests and neighbors moderated by yours truly, because when it comes to our outdoor feral cats, there is many a tale to tell. One community cat, Norm, has been a longtime WeHo resident. We met him over 10 years ago when he moved into our yard. We then had to travel to Burbank several times to access their TNR services and to learn how to humanely trap, neuter, and return him to our yard. This prevented thousands of little Norms and Normets. He's kind of a famous old guy now in our neighborhood. Passersby stopped to take his picture as he peacefully poses, proudly ignoring them. Norm has pride. And speaking of, for pets at WeHo Pride next month, of course, it's best to leave furry friends at home, safe from the loud noise and hot streets that cause burning on their paws. We've all seen dogs panting in need of water, so for the dogs that still insist on attending, please approve dog water stations along the boulevard. I personally will commit to passing out these nifty WeHo water bowls to make sure as many dogs as possible stay hydrated and healthy. So thank you, Council, for taking pride and care of our four-legged residents and visitors. Thank you, MJ. Our final speaker in chambers is Andrew Solomon, and then we will move to our speakers in Zoom. It's about time the cats of WeHo got a little bit more attention and respect. Um, my name's Andrew Solomon, and I'm the vice chair of the Public Facilities Recreation and Infrastructure Commission. Uh, I want to thank the council, specifically Councilmember Meister, and Deputy Mayor Erickson uh, for increasing our purview, uh, for overhauling the commission and advisory board structure. Uh, we're excited on the PFC, or whatever the new acronym is now, uh, about the opportunity to receive feedback and give feedback um, about the operations that happen in our public parks and in our library too. Um, I wanted to express a little bit of concern about how this is currently playing out, though, and ask the council for some support. So recently, Councilmember Meister uh, responded to a constituent email and asked recreation staff for some information about what was happening, uh, the reservations and programs at Plummer Park and West Hollywood Park with tennis and with pickleball. Um, thank you for doing that. Uh, this information was compiled by staff and, and sent out to all of you and, and several other people. And I've seen it. There's nothing. Uh, explosive about it or confidential. It says that we have uh, robust programs. Um, I asked our staff liaison to email this out, to, to forward the email uh, to the members of our commission, given our purview now. It's information that would be good for us to have. I didn't ask to compile any new information, just forward an email. Um, on Saturday morning, I received word that uh, we were not entitled to this information because it's not on our upcoming agenda, which we haven't even set our agenda yet and that the only way that I could request this information is through an open records request. Um, given past history and events that I don't want to get into, I'm worried that this could be personal because I made the request. 
but I hope that's not the, the case. Uh, I'm just worried about the poor precedent that it sets. Um, I don't want to set the precedent that every commissioner has to file an open records request whenever they ask for information about the division that their ordinance says that they are supposed to advise you all on. Um, so thank you for your time uh, and would love your support. Thanks. Thank you, Andrew. We'll move to Zoom now. Our first speaker on Zoom this evening is Alan William, to be followed by Genevieve Morrill. Alan, you will have two minutes. Please press star six to unmute yourself. Alan, please press star six to unmute yourself. Mayor, we'll go to the next speaker. We'll try to come back to Mr. Million. Genevieve, you're our next speaker to be followed by Lynn Russell. Genevieve, you'll have two minutes. Go ahead. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes. Great. Uh, good evening, Mayor and City Council members. Genevieve Morrill, President and CEO for the West Palm Chamber of Commerce. I'm sorry I couldn't be in chambers with you tonight. I'm here tonight to really seek your help. Um, the business community, as well as the rest of the community, is under siege with crime and other unsafe situations happening. Uh, we're asking you to do everything in your power and our city's public safety arsenal to make this community feel safer. It is not safe. Crime is not down. It is happening more and more frequently and sometimes in broad daylight. AK-47s in the middle of dinner service, road rage and fights breaking out in our streets, mentally ill people attacking random people, it goes on. Our businesses, residents, and visitors do not feel protected, and employees are scared to come to work. We understand that this is not a problem exclusive to West Hollywood, but we can do more. Any previous or current measures are not nearly enough to combat what is happening. This city should be making every conceivable effort, use every resource available, find resources outside of what we have available and get them. This is not something we need a consultant on. This is immediate and urgent, and we need to make it so urgent, not political. Block by Block is a good company, and it's not fair to put the onus on them for actions or lack of actions of which they are not equipped to handle. What they are witnessing, as well as we are, requires action by professionally trained public safety personnel, not a person posted in what is essentially an information booth on the street. Whether that's a trained security team or law enforcement, we need your attention and authority for a call to action. Activate booths on the ground, neighborhood control, commercial district nightlife, crime units, and any other professional operations that can let the public know they are being heard and measures are being made to keep us safe that you've got our back and we're doing everything we can pulling all stops no matter what the cost, no matter what the political optics are. We Thank need you, Jen. your help to take action loud, strong, and noticeable. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go back to Alan William. Alan, please press star six to unmute yourself. Okay, we'll try him again in a bit. Our next speaker is Lynn Russell, to be followed by what? Oh, there he is. Go ahead, Alan. I'm here, okay, thank you very much. Sorry, I just got off the plane. Um, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. 
All right, I'm calling with regard to item 2F, which is the rat trap issue, and I sent a letter to the city council in Essen advising city council that they violated health and safety code 116125, which basically states that people are allowed and not only required, they're under a duty to trap uh, all rats with any means possible. The city cannot restrict the power of a resident to attack and, 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 and to destroy, exterminate, kill, and destroy, as the words used in the statute, to, to destroy them by, by limiting the use of glue traps, some idiotic concept, one of the most insane concepts I've ever heard in my entire life. So you can do whatever you want. You go ahead and do it. I'm going to sue you. It doesn't matter because you clearly violate 116125, and there's no way around it. Secondly, I have a few minutes left. There was that nice lady who came up with regard to a German Shepherd. She's very nice, but she doesn't understand the risk factors involved with a dog of that size. The owner of a dog is strictly liable for any damages caused. There's no defenses. There's no excuses. She can't get insurance for it under her homeowner's policy, etc. It's an extremely dangerous, and there's not just 13 breeds that are covered. There are up to 32 to 42 breeds, depending upon the dog. There's a huge article in Forbes on, on this particular matter. And finally, with regard to the um, uh, other lady with regard to water for the dogs on the, on the streets, I think that's a great idea. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alan. Our next speaker is Lynn Russell. Lynn, you will have two minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lynn. This is Lynn Russell speaking, West Hollywood. Good evening, Mayor Shine and fellow council members. Concerns about crime in Mid-City have significantly heightened recently. Having traveled worldwide with alert antenna, never experiencing situations of the type that have raised concerns in my own neighborhood. The laissez-faire attitude on behalf of the city is unpalatable at every level. The time to do something is when you think of it is a phrase that has been a tool for life, always appropriate under any circumstances. If a situation goes unheeded without direct visible preemptive action, <clears throat> the harsh results become exponential. Excuses are useless. The community needs and is entitled to receive definitive action. <clears throat> the perpetrators of these crimes also have their antenna tuned to the absence of appropriate deterrence and opportunities for random crime. In our lovely historic building, we've experienced intruders sleeping in and doing laundry in our laundry room, requiring the attention of the owner and LASD. One individual was actually found deceased in his vehicle following day on Laurel. Our entire building has recently become wrought iron protective bars on every ground floor window, door, French door, becoming a protective ghetto. Accustomed to daily walking in this city from here to Beverly Hills and Doheny prior to the pandemic, a recent traumatic injury limited my mobility and has caused a heightened vigilance, simply walking five blocks to the post office, creating opportunities even though I tend to notice everything. The community requires definitive visible action from the city council and public safety director. Block-by-block block ambassadors are a weak resource and proving very ineffective. 
This means installing deputies on the street before we are at the point requiring the National Guard, which did occur during the Black Lives Matter event. If you think this will look bad to the tourists and the press, please Thank consider you, how to run with Thank if more serious events Thank occur. you, Lynn. Your time is up. Thank you so much. Mayor, last speaker for public comment on Zoom is Wes Sigmiller. Wes, you'll have two minutes. Please press star six to unmute yourself. Hi, can you folks hear me all right? Yes. Okay. So I'm calling in to express my deep concern about the assault two weeks ago of a local nonviolent activist on West Hollywood's library grounds. As a resident of the cyber community, I believe that activism and political expression are what make our city great. And any attack on a peaceful activist, regardless of whether one agree, agrees with their politics or not, that's a dangerous precedent and it has a chilling effect on free speech and political expression generally. The fact that the sheriff's deputy who witnessed the assault failed to pursue the attacker who was captured on video, that's gone viral with two million views, by the way, is unacceptable. This is beyond a bad look for our city, and it really deserves public redress immediately. I'd like to remind you guys that you issued a letter when medical freedom protesters were protesting the medical segregation two years ago. You issued a letter like antagonizing us, so I just wanted to remind you of that. Um, but it's disturbing to think that any activist could be a victim next, including me, or any of the counter-protesters from um, by any means necessary who witnessed the assault. I urge City Council to take immediate action and ensure that incidents like this can't happen again in our community. Um, I appreciate Lieutenant Mold Captain Mulder for responding to my email about this when it happened, and I can't say the same for any of you. Please let us know what actions are going to be taken to address this issue. And thank you for your attention to this matter. Thank you. Mayor, that was our last speaker on Zoom. Mayor, we have one additional person in chambers. Thank you. Anthony, and if I pronounced your last name wrong, Devgenio, I apologize. Thank you. The principal always got it wrong, too. <laughs> Hi, my name is Anthony Devgenio. I am uh, the owner of Big Dick's Hot Dogs, located at Robertson and Santa Monica Boulevard. I'm going on my second year now. I, over, I have over 5,000 followers. You may recognize someone in the picture. I've become part of the fabric of West Hollywood, not only nationally, but uh, globally. And a lot of my customers have been asking me if I'm going to be participating in Pride this year. I told them that I have applied and I'm waiting to hear back. I haven't heard back from Jeff or Jared. I know it's up to DSL, which is a little odd, but however, in the event that I'm not chosen for the special event in the park, may I please ask for permission to operate at my current location? My business license at the bottom there says that I am allowed to operate within one block away from any special events. Moving forward, maybe on a case-by-case -base basis, we could, uh, the vendors can come here and ask the council for permission to avoid any amendments or an additional um, administrative paperwork. Um, I know this is Mr. Revis's department. I come here today not to go over his head, but to be transparent for all of us and to have an open door of communication. I'd like to say thank you to Mr. Revis for making me and the public that, uh, around much more safe because he did have a stern talking to the Sheriff's Department and the security ambassadors. And even though what I've heard earlier, <clears throat> I'm in the trenches every night, it's a much more safer environment. Yes, things are going to occur, but uh, he has uh, made a big change, the ambassadors, and this, the response time is much, much quicker. 
Um, so I'd like to thank Mr. Rivas for doing that. So in the event that I'm not chosen from DSL uh, to participate in the special event, may I please participate uh, at my spot? So I'm sure that Mr. Rivas will get back to me and let me know uh, what my options are. Thank you so much for your time. God bless all of us. God bless WeHo. And God bless the beautiful people of Iran. Merci, Juanafis. Ma Madam Mayor, <laughs> I believe Danny and Jeff are in the back. So if you want to... Mr. Big Dick's hot dogs, which I still have yet to come to on a Saturday night, I apologize. But Danny and all of them are in the back, so I'm sure Danny would love to speak to you. Uh, he's right back there looking really angrily at me for suggesting, and no, I'm joking, Danny's a great public servant. <laughs> Thank you, that was our final speaker for public comment. Thank you, city clerk. At this time, we will hear the city manager's report. City Manager Wilson, please provide us your report this evening. Thank you, Mayor. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and Council Members. Um, a few updates. I will start with good news. Um, the city's housing element was certified by the State Department of Housing and Community Development um, last week. Uh, the housing element significantly strengthens citywide housing policy and programs and controls the housing affordability, equity, and sustainable issues. Uh, the housing element sets forth the important housing policies for the city, um, facilitates the preservation and development of housing, and establishes programs um, to accommodate the city's share of the regional housing needs for Southern California. Um, so thank you to our planning and development services department staff and our long range planning division for all their work in um, getting it certified. Um, just one other uh, announcement. Um, there's been several items uh, canceling a number of meetings throughout the year. So just so the community is aware, um, during the months of June, July, August, and September, we only have one council meeting for each of those months. Um, they will most likely be longer meetings because it tends to be when we have a one meeting a month that it's longer than the meetings we've had the last few um, council meetings. So. Uh, just to be aware of that, and the agendas can be found at uh, www.weho.org backslash council agendas. Um, in response to some of the comments from the public comments, um, uh, Mikey Friedman asked when will the scooter survey come back to council that is scheduled to come back at the May 15th council meeting. Uh, Rick Watts uh, spoke regarding additional robberies uh, on Sweetser, and um, we are following up with the Sheriff's Department. Um, I'm not aware of those robberies, but certainly if someone has been a victim of any robbery, um, definitely report those to the Sheriff's Station. Um, if there's uh, information on these that I'm not aware of, we'll uh, look into those. Um, and then there's also uh, a comment regarding uh, Nixle. Uh, we have been in contact with our Captain Motor re regarding that. The sergeant that used to put out those posts got transferred, so they're training one of their technicians now to uh, do that. So we will continue to have their reports on Nixo, as well as the city also puts uh, crime or data on the city's website. Um, and then Genevieve spoke about crime as well. Um, I, Genevieve Morrow, um, I will contact her and work with her regarding some of the suggestions that she has made um, regarding the business community.
follow-up items. Um, so um, I do want to have a brief update regarding some of the uh, recent issues in the city. Uh, community Safety Director Danny Rivas and I want to address some of the recent in incidents that have caused fear and concern among many of our community members. Since this is not an agendized item that has been posted for the public, we will be unable to answer questions from the City Council tonight. The City Council will have the opportunity to ask questions um, of representatives from staff and our community safety partners during the May 15th community safety update item. Uh, I must start by saying safety and the safety and well-being of our community members is the city's top priority. We are deeply committed to ensuring that everyone feels secure in our community. With respect to the robbery that was caught on video last week near the alley on Orlando, just south of Santa Monica Boulevard, the Beverly Hills Police Department arrested four people involved in a robbery in their city with similar circumstances. Uh, the West Hollywood Sheriff Station has been working closely with Beverly Hills and believes that the four individuals in custody may be the same suspects alleged to have been involved in the West Hollywood robbery. The West Hollywood Sheriff Station is currently putting together uh, case information for the District Attorney's Office and will provide an update to the public as soon as possible. I understand that recent events may have shaken our sense of security and makes us feel vulnerable. Um, so I want to assure the community and the city council that we are taking every possible step to prevent similar incidents from happening. We are working closely with the sheriff's station and the community safety partners to address any concerns and take swift action that our community remains safe, a safe and welcoming place for everyone. And we are constantly reviewing and enhancing our security measures to keep our community safe and we'll be providing a community safety semi-annual update at the next council meeting on May 15th. Uh, we are continuing to work with our community safety partners to proactively keep our community safe. In addition to the regular vehicle patrols, our sheriff's community policing teams is out during the day um, and the entertainment policing team is out at night to ensure the community is safe. We are in, in the process of adding additional foot and bike patrols by our sheriff's deputies to complement the foot and bike patrols by our block-by-block -block security ambassadors. We also want to remind everyone to be vigilant and report any suspicious activity to the appropriate authorities. Um, we, are, we rely on your support and cooperation to keep our community safe, and we encourage you to stay connected and informed through our community resources and channels. As city manager, I want to assure you that we are here for you and we are committed to working together to create a safer, stronger, and more resilient community. We continue to provide, we will continue to provide you with information and resources you need to stay informed and prepared and we will work tirelessly to address any concerns or issues that may arise. That may arise. Um, I now, I know there was another video that surfaced last week related to an incident at the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard in San Vicente um, in front of two block-by-block -block ambassadors. And so now Community Safety Director Danny Rivas will talk about the role of the security ambassadors um, and the block-by-block -block program. Uh, thank you, City Manager Wilson, and good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and members of the City Council. I'm Danny Rivas, Director of Community Safety for the City of West Hollywood. Um, about a week and a half ago, there was an altercation that occurred um, at the corner of Santa Monica and San Vicente Boulevard. 
Uh, two block-by-block -block security ambassadors were on foot patrol when they observed a pedestrian crossing the street and hit a vehicle with a cane while the vehicle was attempting to make a turn. This led to the pedestrian and the driver of the vehicle getting into a physical altercation in the street. Block-by-block -block staff did attempt to de-escalate the situation by giving verbal commands and contacted the West Hollywood Sheriff's Station to address the situation after the parties involved did not respond. The Los Angeles County Fire Department also responded as it was unclear if there were any injuries sustained by the pedestrian or driver of the vehicle. Um, deputies on scene did make arrests um, as a result of that incident. Um, in regards to the security uh, ambassador program, uh, the city uh, does contract uh, with Block by Block uh, Services to provide foot and bicycle patrols throughout commercial districts and in residential neighborhoods. In addition, Block by Block security ambassadors staff five kiosks along major thoroughfares citywide at selected locations and at two city parks. The security ambassador role is to provide a highly visible uniform presence in the community to proactively deter crime and to help to address and respond to quality of life concerns. Block by block security ambassadors work in close alignment with deputies from our West Hollywood Sheriff Station, as well as our city's code enforcement and homeless initiative teams, among other departments. This collaboration not only enhances and supplements safety services in the community, but it also assists in providing an extra level of hospitality to businesses, residents, and visitors. In summary, the Block by Block Security Ambassador Program focuses on maintaining uniform foot and bicycle patrols throughout the city's business districts and residential neighborhoods, providing in-person responses 24-7 to nonviolent calls for service, performing safety escorts for residents, businesses, and visitors, and offering helpful guidance to community members and visitors about city information, directions, parking, and more. Block-by-block -block security ambassadors are required to obtain and maintain security guard licensing through the California Department of Consumer Affairs Bureau of Security and Investigative Services, and also receive trainings on topics such as active shooters, encounters with people on the streets, public engagement, cultural diversity and sensitivity, administration of Narcan, mental health first aid, sexual harassment, emergency and dis disaster preparedness, and more. The Block by Block Security Ambassador Hotline provides access to free 24-7 support by phone or text at 323-821-8604 or by calling toll-free at 833-WEHO-BBB. Members of the public can also obtain additional information regarding a block-by-block -block security ambassador program by visiting the city's website at www.weho.org forward slash BBB. With regard to current West Hollywood uh, Park one, Part 1 crime trends, um, which was information that was provided um, as well in the past and that is also provided on a monthly basis um, and is reflected also on the city's website. Um, this information is provided to the Public Safety Commission um, on a monthly basis, um, as well as as part of the semi-annual community safety update that comes before the City Council. So in review of the first quarter uh, data as it relates to Part 1 crime, which includes January to the end of March of this year in comparison to that same time frame of last calendar year, um, Part 1 crime um, has decreased. Um, part 1 crime, for members of the public that may not be aware, 
is used as the crime index for each community and is reported regularly by each law enforcement agency in the nation to the Federal Bureau of Investigation in order to measure the level and scope of crime occurring in each community. The Federal Bureau of Investigation chooses part one crime offenses because they are serious crimes, occur with regularity in all areas of the country, and are likely to be reported to law enforcement agencies. Part one offenses include crimes such as murder, rape, aggravated assault, robbery, burglary, larceny, motor vehicle theft, arson, and human trafficking, to name a few. Um, as City Manager Wilson mentioned, a comprehensive community safety update will be provided to the City Council at the next Council meeting on May 15th in partnership with the West Hollywood Sheriff's Station and the Block by Block Security Ambassador Program. This concludes my update. Um, and just one correction, so the survey, the, survey, the scooter survey is actually going to be released on May 15th, um, and then the results will come back to council in early summer. Do you mean that it's starting May 15th? Yes, it, okay. start, it starts May 15th. Thank It'll you. be available to the, the public. Thank you, City Manager Wilson, and thank you, Community Safety Director Danny Rivas. Madam City Clerk, before you indicate the fiscal impact on tonight's consent calendar and the council votes on the consent calendar, I would like to note my recusal vote on item 2H. While the City Council is not approving the co-sponsorship events and it is only an informational item that I support, in an abundance of caution, I want to note that I have a financial conflict of interest related to a participant in the co-sponsored events, Cherry Bomb, as I have done work for that organization in my professional capacity. Since this organization is a participant on the co-sponsorship li list, I will register my recusal vote for 2H for that reason. Thank you. Now, Madam City Clerk, may we have the fiscal impact on tonight's consent calendar? Yes, thank you, Mayor. And after I do the fiscal impact and before we vote on the consent calendar, I'll read the title of the two ordinances that are on tonight's consent calendar. So the fiscal impact on tonight's consent calendar with the addition of items 4A and 6B is $1,030,562 in expenditures, $0 in revenue, and $1,240 in waived fees. The ordinance title for agenda item 2-0 is as follows. An ordinance of the City Council of the City of West Hollywood amending ordinance number 23-07. It's, it's a correction. An ordinance of the City Council of the City of West Hollywood amending ordinance number 23-07 to fix a numbering arrow and renumber West Hollywood Municipal Code Article 2 Title IX, Chapter 9.28, which is prohibiting false and misleading advertising by pregnancy crisis centers as Chapter 9.23 and retaining existing Article II, Title IX, Chapter 9.28, prohibition of basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. And for item 4A, that ordinance title is an ordinance of the City of West Hollywood amending section 15.12.010 and repealing section 15.12.030 of the West Hollywood Municipal Code to authorize the adoption of future sewer service charges by resolution. And with that, we will take a vote on tonight's consent calendar.
We have a motion and a second. Consent calendar passes. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. We will now move to unfinished business. The 5A Melrose Gathering Place, Weaver's Walk Project update and amendments to the agreements for services with Pamela Burton and Company and Karen Davis Studio. Uh, Council Member Heilman, I think you uh, had a few questions. Do we need a full briefing or can we? No, I don't, uh, I I don't, don't need a full briefing. Great. So um, I think uh, staff can just answer questions from Council Member Heilman. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Sorry, I, we, I, I wasn't comfortable putting this on consent. And we do have public speakers on this item. Um, my concern uh, about the, the uh, gathering place uh, update and the project isn't about the project itself. It looks really attractive, and the artwork is fine. And I know that this has been a long project. and we kind of rejected or the community rejected the previous um, proposal. Um, my concern is about the adjacent property owner and making sure we're doing everything we can to accommodate his concerns about signage and access for his customers. Um, I don't want us to, at this late date, uh, completely revamp or change the, the proposal. I know that you've had some meetings with him uh, last week, I believe, and also today. Uh, are you going to be continuing to work with him, and are there things that are possibilities to address some of his concerns without, you know, completely scrapping the, the, the proposal? Yeah, thank you, Council Member. Rick Abramson, um, City Architect and Manager of the Urban Design and Architecture Studio. Uh, so we have heard those concerns. We have gone back and looked at uh, the present design. The challenge is that if one were to look underground in this space, it would look like spaghetti. And trying to locate trees and sculptural foundations, there's just very limited places. There's um, two main water lines. There's a gas line. There's storm drain. There's sewer. There's a lot, of, um, a lot of infrastructure under there. So there is some limited flexibility. Uh, we could certainly look at species of the trees that are being planted. Uh, I think in particular the signage concern. Uh, the majority of the visual blockage is a tree that uh, blocks the corner. And I think there is some work that we can do there to uh, improve sight lines. Uh, so I think we're happy to continue the conversation and do what we can, but there are physical limitations on uh, much of it. And just to clarify, tonight what you're asking us to do is approve the overall concept and go out to bid on this project or move forward with the, the bid for this project. But, you know, there, my understanding is that when we do that, there are always changes and modifications that are made to um, uh, to address the site-specific issues that 
arise. So I'm assuming that if the council, and it seemed like my colleagues wanted to put this on consent, so if this is approved tonight, will you continue to work with not only the property owner but the neighbors to make sure that we come up with a, a, an implementation that is fair to everyone and, and tries to accommodate all of the different uh, views of the community? Of course. Okay, thank you. Councilmember Meister. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I was just wondering, I know that, that there was a lot of uh, public input regarding uh, the previous design, which obviously didn't happen. And so I was wondering what kind of public input we got for this, this iteration of this project, and specifically as well, what commissions you went to, what business groups you went to, um, just so that we can assure the public that public um, input was gathered from all spaces. Yes, thank you, council member. Uh, so the reboot or the reimagining of the design uh, was kicked off with a community meeting that was held uh, at the ARC. Uh, that was followed up by uh, appearances before the Public Facilities Recreation and Infrastructure Commission. Uh, the uh, Arts and Cultural Affairs Commission had three different meetings regarding the art uh, component. And then uh, there were presentations made to the quarterly business leadership meeting, uh, to the Government Affairs Committee at the Chamber, to the Design District uh, business group that meets, I believe, bi-monthly uh, with all the businesses that are affected by the construction and the uh, hospitality groups. So I think there were four business groups that we did presentations to as well, trying to um, get, as, get as much word out. And then we also by hand walked flyers uh, to a radius in and around this area to make sure all the businesses were notified as well. And was the feedback mostly positive, negative, positive? Um, I would say the feedback has been exceptionally positive, except in, in one case where some concerns were brought forward. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Any other questions? No questions, but thank you for all of your work, and thank you to our public facilities, whatever the new acronym is, the, the committee and all of their work, and the community for... Um, really stepping up after the previous design and, and coming up with something that much better. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do we have public speakers? Yes, Mayor, we do. And I think we stick with the PFC as the acronym for the commission. <laughs> just, just my two cents. Um, ben Solomani is our first speaker this evening to be followed by Jay Reynolds. to the ones that I know and I look forward to meeting the rest. Um, on a different subject, I do support what Genevieve said uh, about uh, the safety. We have that problem up and down Melrose every single day. So I really think she did a great job of expressing what's happening. Regarding um, this space, I'd like to make a few things clear. 
The first time I ever heard or saw anything that they want to do was last Wednesday. Rick Abrams and I, I think he's confirmed that he actually told someone, make sure this guy has seen the plan. And the gentleman uh, sitting there, I believe your name is David, he, uh, he brought the plan kindly to me, which for the first time I saw. It's, this is my home. This is where I sit every day. This is where I work. I see you every morning. Um, this is my home. Um, building a park in front of a retail space, just one retail space in the retail street, is a little bit hard to take for that one retail space. You know, that's my home, that's how people see me, that's how we get clients, that's how we get our bread, that's how we survive. People see us, they come in. Um, the amount of trees that have been put here, we're asking for less, not more. There's no complications with planting less trees. You, it doesn't matter what's under the ground if you do less. You need to worry about underground if you're adding things, not subtracting. We're asking for, uh, you know, a, a, to consider me. I am, nobody in this world gets affected by this as much as I do. I'm the single person that has to look at this for the rest of my life. I plan to be here as long as I'm alive. I have never sold anything on the street. I've done everything that I own and have is on this street. So I plan to hopefully be alive and, and to be there. So let's... Thank you, Mr. Soleimani. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Soleimani. Our next speaker is Jay Reynolds, to be followed by Leslie Carless. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, um, Council Member John Heilman, and Lauren, which we've worked many years in the other. I'm the architect for 8650 Melrose, and I appreciate speaking, and Rick, nice to see you again. And I would further uh, my client, but also just as not a client, and me, the architect that worked on this very hard. Uh, we love being in West Hollywood, what we've done, and I appreciate your comments, you know, uh, John, on this. And we would hope that we would be engaged a little bit more to talk about what we can do as a solution so that we, we liked the last proposal, haven't seen much of the new one, but we would hope that we'd be engaged so that we could review how we can marry up with our work coming on Norwich and what we've done is very proud and uh, about a place that we've created that we hope engages the street and we understand you guys have a tough position, but just let's, let's try to work. We're obviously for less trees, but uh, let's hopefully we can engage us more on what we can do to be solution oriented for not only for that wonderful space out in front of the building, <laughs> but for the backdrop that we've created, which we're, we're uh, again, it's not my vanity, it's not anything, it's just how we can engage the public and create a space that everybody can enjoy out in front of that building. And we appreciate the time to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Our next speaker is Leslie Carlis, to be followed by Richard Giesbrett. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, Council Members. I'm Leslie Conrad, a resident of um, Norwich Drive. The Melrose Norwich Gathering Space has been in the works for years, since 2014, I recall. There's been years of public outreach consisting of notice to all stakeholders, public hearings, and after several goes at a landscape design and art installation, the city has come up with a beautiful design that will benefit residents, businesses and visitors alike. 
the mature trees will offer a shady respite for pedestrians, soften and enhance the architecture of the adjacent buildings, and offer a transition from commercial to the neighboring single-family residences. It will beautify and activate an inactive stretch of Melrose by making it pedestrian and business friendly. Uh, the public process has been going on for at least nine years now. There have been several notice meetings, most recently by the various commissions that um, you've pointed out, where stakeholders who, or those who are simply interested in the space have had the opportunity to participate in the design choices and state their concerns. After all these years, we now have a design that provides a pretty space that really does serve everyone in the community, and it's time to move forward on this project as recommended by staff. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Our final speaker on this item is Richard Giesbach. Richard Giesbrett, I'm a resident of the city of West Hollywood. I was, res I was the uh, president of West Hollywood West for many years. I was following this whole streetscape thing since, I guess, 2010. I attended almost every meeting. I was the community homeowners representative for all the activity on the streetscape and uh, was on the meeting with all the businessmen. Business I don't know where the Soleimani's were. They never commented. No one ever talked about any issue. It's astonishing to me, this gentleman who owns a large part of Melrose, those two Melrose blocks, is, wasn't aware of what was going on there. But we have been very involved with the community to explain what's going on. And uh, after well over a decade, you know, it, I think that we should move forward. I am in support of the project as, as represented. Mr. Soleimani has been the benefit of a lot of problem, a lot of errors on the behalf of the city. He got a garage uh, located next to a residential, or a subterranean garage driveway located next to a residential property that was not according to code. It was a mistake by the planning department. Um, he got 10 feet approximately added to the height of his building with a director's permit by Mr. Kehoe. No one, at West Hollywood West, no one in the neighborhood, got notice of that director's hearing. And we have asked, and I've asked through Councilwoman Meister, for evidence of the notice and also what the director's hearing was about. And we haven't heard back from Mr. Kehoe about that in years. I can't imagine what the problem is. The, uh, so I wonder, um, Back to, to Mr. Uh, Soleimani's concern about the, the parklet. We've been very involved with this. The uh, neighbors on Norwich are very interested in having this parklet there. Many of the commercial people along that street were engaged about this parklet. Thank I you, I hope Richard. you allow it to move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor, we don't have any more speakers this evening. Thank you. Um, so uh, I believe uh, that we were all in, in favor of moving this forward, um, uh, accepting uh, Councilmember Heilman's comments to staff. Do we have a motion to and a second? 
Yeah, and, and Mayor, yeah. if I can just say of that course. I think it will be a coveted space. I think it's gonna be a beautiful space that will attract people and people who may not have known that anything existed there. So I think, I think it'll be an asset for the neighborhood. Thank you. And, and Mayor, this is, my understanding is that we're approving it with the direction that's been given to continue to work with the property owners and the neighbors to come up with the best implementation. Thank you. Yes. Very good. Now we are going to move to 5B, Commission and Advisory Board Appointments and Reappointments. We are going, I'm gonna first uh, find out what uh, we are ready for and then we'll go. Um, are we ready, or are any of my colleagues not ready for the two at-large appointments for Arts and Cultural Affairs Commission? Okay, so, so no. Um, now, <laughs> Just go through it. Business License Commission. No. Historic Preservation Commission. No. Human Services Commission. No. LGBTQ Plus Commission. No. Planning Commission. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Public Safety Commission. Okay. Rent Stabilization Commission. No. Okay. Transportation Mobility Commission. I'm ready. Okay. So no. Uh, facility, uh, public facilities, and uh, PFC Commission. No. Oh, you have your director. Yeah, we saw so, the Okay. Uh, Russian Speaking Advisory Board. Mayor, on that one. Since some of the applicants are not uh, great English speakers and we're not great Russian speakers, I was going to suggest that maybe Tatiana, uh, our staff person, could at least meet with all of the applicants and, right. and give us some uh, information about them. That's, that's a wonderful idea, okay. Council Member. Um, Women's Advisory Board. No. no. Okay, so we are only ready for Planning Commission. And can we do the directs first that we still have left yes. and then do our at-large planning commission? Yes, and Thank from what we, what we went through, just to verify, it's just planning commission. It's just that was planning it. commission. Okay, yeah. so let's go ahead and um, I'm gonna have you uh, take over City Thank Clerk you. for the directs. Thank you, Mayor. Um, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, are you ready to make your transgender advisory board appointment? Yes, I'm gonna be uh, um, appointing Armani Day. Okay. Thank you. Council Member Byers, are you ready? Okay, we'll do senior next time. Uh, Council Member Heilman, are you ready for Disabilities Advisory Board or Social Justice? Disabilities Advisory Board, I'm going to appoint Sybil Zayden. Perfect. Hmm. And Social Justice, bring the next time, okay. And Council Member Meister, are you ready for your PFC? Yes, Dorian <laughs> Jackson. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I sorry. I wanted to make sure um, a member of the public didn't want to speak on this item. So now we will go to our at-large okay. planning commission. So, so 
Mayor, do you want to ask each council member yes. or would you like me? Okay. I will do. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, do you have uh, any nominations? Yes, I would like to nominate Eric Matos and Michael Lombardi. Okay. Do we have any others? I would nominate Adam Bass. Okay. Anyone else? Okay, so our current nominees are Eric Matos, Michael Lombardi, and Adam Bass. So I will now do a roll call vote and please indicate up to two, because we have two at-large appointments. Okay. Council Member Byers. Matos and Lombardi. Council Member Heilman. Matos and Bass. Council Member Meister. Michael Lombardi. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Um, Matos and Lombardi. Mayor Schein. Matos and Lombardi. Okay. Our two at-large appointments to the Planning Commission are Eric Matos and Michael Lombardi. And I'll add Matos. Thank you very much. So now we have a full Planning Commission. All right, now we will um, move to our last item of the evening, and we will not have a break, um, if that's okay with everyone. It is New Business 6A Special Council Programs Budget Allocations uh, that Council Members Meister and Heilman have brought forward. Council Member Meister, would you like to uh, uh, start letting us know about this item? Thank you, Mayor. So uh, this item is about special council programs budget allocations. Uh, this statement on the subject uh, basically explains that the city council will consider amending the allocation of funds in the special council programs account for fiscal year 2023-24 and future, future fiscal years to limit the maximum amount to 10,000 per allocation with larger items such as new studies or community plans implemented uh, in future budget years. And this is par partially um, the impetus is that we've had a number of very uh, large expenditures coming out of special council uh, funds where we have gone, uh, we've gone way over our uh, $100,000 budget. I think that um, the intention, and maybe I'm incorrect, but I thought the intention of that um, that uh, fund was really for us to be able to, you know, put forward some uh, smaller special projects. Um, I think that bigger studies uh, and bigger projects are something that, you know, while we uh, may want to put them uh, forward to approve to have uh, our staff incorporate them into their work plans and incorporate into our mid-year or uh, annual budget, uh, that it, it is just a better way of planning for both our budget and our staff. And would you like to add anything to that, Councilmember Heilman? 
Yeah, I think the other concern was making sure that the amounts allocated for special counsel programs didn't all get eaten up uh, by one or two items or by an initiative by one or two council members and then the rest of us wouldn't really have funds available if we had something later in the year. So I think that was the, the impetus for trying to put a cap on things. Thank you. Um, do we have any public comments on this? We do not. Okay. Uh, do any of my colleagues want to um, have any questions or discussion on this? Councilmember Byers? Uh, I have some questions on this. Um, so the idea would be that beyond what happens on this side of the budget, well, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. So we implement or bring forward an item that has a budget allocation attached to it that could be supported, but it wouldn't necessarily be implemented or until the other side of the budget year, or would we not, if it surpassed that 10,000, would we not be able to bring the item at all because it sort of goes past that cap? I, I think it, it could be brought forward, but it would be um, incorporated into staff's future work plans and the future budget. And that in that way, we don't have items that we weren't expecting, that we weren't anticipating, um, and also that we do stay within our, our $100,000 budget or close to it, um, that, that we look at our council items as items that um, that shouldn't affect the city in such a way that it does affect city budget and city staff's work plans unless it's really planned for by our city manager and our staff. Councilmember Heilman? Well, I was gonna say, if we allocate, as we have, I believe, $100,000 for special council programs, if there's something that exceeds the $10,000 cap, then uh, the council member bringing that forward would have to work with the city manager to find other funds in the budget to support it. It just couldn't come out of this account. Um, okay. So there may be savings other places in the budget or the city manager could identify something someplace else in the budget that could be cut in exchange for a new program. Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you so much. Um, David, um, there is, is there something restricting us to only $100,000 in the special counsel's budget? Um, you all, <laughs> that's just the number that the council came up with at that time, and that's what's been approved every year. When did that 000. happen? Um, I, I, I think I was working at the city at that time, but I can't remember when it specifically happened. I believe it was when Jeff Prang was here. I don't know. Well, that days, was decades <laughs> ago. No, I'm joking. That was a, we love Jeff Prang. Um, um, uh, in regards to uh, the item itself, on one, either one of my colleagues, are you more concerned about studies or are you more concerned about events? Because I'm hearing a lot of studies versus the events piece. I, I'm concerned about the amount. So something that's going to cost over $10,000 is going to involve a lot more staff time uh, and, uh, um, you know, city manager time and than, yeah. than something that doesn't. So typically studies, though. I mean, because that's well, a very be events also. It can be events yeah. also. Okay. Um, those are all my questions at the moment, and then I have commentary. Okay. Um, 
I, I uh, don't have questions, but I do have commentary. Um, I think it would be great for us to look at the 100,000 and see if that is something that is uh, current because of prices. I think $10,000 for events uh, sometimes works, but also everything's more expensive now. So for me, 10,000 uh, actually may be too low. So maybe thinking of something that is not extravagantly high, but something a little uh, more up to date because Quite frankly, with inflation and the cost of everything, um, events do cost more, and that doesn't necessarily always translate to staff time, but just the cost of items. So uh, I'm curious to know what my other colleagues think um, of, uh, and I'm glad we're having you brought this item. I think it's it's very current and something that a uh, discussion that is uh, very good that we're having. May I? Yeah. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, so I have a couple of things, and I think I've talked about this a lot. So the reason why I think this takes up a lot of our city staff time is we actually don't have a special events department that does special events. That actually gets put on. Originally, it was classically the work of the deputy who then mm -hmm. did all that work with the city staff. That went away. And now we have our, our council um, uh, team, which is great. Um, and I know that's led by our, our amazing team over at City Hall, but um, they're not event planners. And so when they are tasked to get speakers, to design guidelines, to um, guidelines as in um, uh, run of shows and everything like that, it, it does take a substantial amount of time because that's not the specific job set for which they were trained upon. Um, additionally, I, 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 I agree with the mayor on the cost limit of that $100,000. I think we actually need to peel the onion a little bit more on this and see um, is it about staff time regarding studies and if so is that a different classification in the budget um, specifically with events it was always you know and I can say this myself it was sent to two members of City Hall staff one before I got there and um, they did the events much to the work of the person and we became special events planners in many ways. Um, our special events team does a great job permitting and licensing and doing all that. Um, but the intent when we add to the staff time is because they might not have that skill set. So I actually think if we're looking at new staff positions, not new staff positions, but how the staff is found, um, this needs to be a part of that job description. Because if we are having staff do special events, things in the park, uh, all over the place, designing programs themselves, that actually requires a special skill set. So while I understand the a maximum amount of $10,000 allocation is, I think, what we're here to actually discuss, we need to step back first before we even get there. So I'm actually not prepared to support the item at the time. I'm support to give direction to staff to come back with what actually are the specific things on staff time that are taking so long? Is it event production? Is it dealing with um, the panelists? Is it dealing with uh, contractors, RFPs, um, uh, people that have to come to us to do these things? I don't know if we're ready to make this decision yet. And then also, to what the mayor said, is a $100,000 limit, which was way back when, um, the right amount, right? And if that $100,000 isn't, or if it can be parsed out for studies, I agree with the studies piece. I think that could be something done. And I'm, I would support this being subjected to events only, but for studies, that could be a special item that could come into the budget in a future fiscal year.
year or something like that. But at this time, I think this item needs to cook a little bit more. I think the skeletal structure is there, but I think we actually need to have more information on what these events will actually do and what the actual time, time commitments of staff, if that's actually the big amount is. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'd also like to know, uh, as far as costs for events, um, what $10,000, some of the events we've had and the, the true costs that events have, um, so that we come up with, an, with a number that is uh, reasonable as in taking into account real world costs for items right now. Yeah, so we can do that. I think the $10,000 covers most of the events. Um, we can go back and look at the number of like, the various special counsel program items. Um, I think 10,000 probably covers 90%, if not more, of the events. Um, I think when it comes to staff time, it, all of those things that you mentioned, Councilman Tim Erickson does have an impact. But I think what also has an impact is most of the events don't go away. So we have all the events that we did years ago, and then we're adding these new uh, events and co-sponsorships um, on a regular basis. So I think that's where the impact is happening on staff, and we're just not having the capacity to continue that. And I know there's a line, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to hop it. I completely agree, and this is something that whenever I worked at City Hall, when the City Council would pass an, I, an event, it was no longer that council member's event in many ways, right? It is the city's event. And so I agree with what's in the work plan of that, um, you know, we all have our little fun things that we like to do or be, you know, take ownership of, pets, you know, all the stuff. You do more than pets, but you know what I mean? But it's the city's event, so the city should be the ones facilitating that in an actual special events department yes. that handles all of these things. And right now, that, that's not there to do. And I can tell you that if it wasn't there seven years ago, it's not there now because I see another department taking it over. So that's it. Yeah. I'm going to stop because yeah. my no, I, I, I hear you. And we have a couple of departments doing it. We have a special oh. an events department that does our major produced events, and then we have the community and legislative affairs that are doing all of these newer events and co-sponsorships. Um, but we can certainly look at all of it. Um, and then I think the other question was about the studies and things. So the way I read the item is that th this $10,000 really addresses events and limiting those things. Um, the things that take a lot of staff time um, and larger budget amounts are the studies. Let's say the uh, fountain bike lane, for example. Um, those are, and that one was, that's a bad example because it's multi-millions of dollars. But those, those are usually the things that take a lot more yeah. time. <laughs> those are the ones that take more time and, and staff. And those are the things that I think it's asking that um, be incorporated into a future budget cycle. Um, I think the events, Again, I think most of them are under the $10,000 amount, so they would mostly continue to happen within that same year. Okay, Council Member Byers. There's a speaker queue. I don't want to jump oh. in. I, I didn't know there was Heilman a Oh, oh on, this, on this screen, Council Member Heilman, yes. Thank you. I think it may be wise for us to hold this off until we have our budget discussion. Um, and what I'm hearing is that maybe we need a line item 
that is separate for council-initiated studies, and then something that is a line item for special council programs. But I do want to mention that we have lots of programs, and our staff does a great job of putting on concerts in the park and human rights speaker series and all sorts of uh, activities that we all attend and participate in. Uh, those are all in the budget already. So the problem, I think, for staff is when, after we've adopted the budget, then we add these new programs and there doesn't seem to be any you know, limit on the, the number of programs that we can add. So I think some of this is our own discipline and making sure that when there are programs, they should be vetted and talked about and put into the budget rather than initiating them in the middle of the year. Sometimes it's unavoidable. We have opportunities, we have an issue that comes up, and we want to respond. So I completely get it, and I've done it, uh, but we need to have the discipline to not just say, oh, yeah, let's do an event, and not think about how that figures uh, fits in with all of the other work plan. So I would suggest that we maybe hold this off until we have our budget presentation and discussion, and then we could have maybe a little bit more discussion of that. Okay. Yep. And I would just say that um, I think we also need to look at our calendar and and when is when it, when is it too many events where what we're seeing is attrition in in each of those events because people can't go to so many events in a given you know week or in a day i mean i think what there were like four events on sunday and i was like exhausted from cert so i was like i'm not going to any of them um, but you know everyone uh, you know, has have, has things that they do, and and so I just I think we have to think about how many are too many where we're actually taking away um, people from that might have gone to an event if it was only one event rather than two events that week. Um, so I you know I'd like us to think about that, and I also would like us to think about uh, when we have co-sponsorships what is that co-sponsor bringing to the party? Because what I have seen is that they are relying very much on the city to get people to, to an event that, that, that they are presenting as an event that's a popular event and, and that there will be people there. And yet, then they don't show up and it, it becomes our fault, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because we didn't do enough social media or we didn't do enough of this or enough of that. So I think, I think it, it also involves uh, maybe more of a, a, a better vetting process, not only by, by staff, but by us. Um, so, um, but I'm, I'm happy to table this in, until we can discuss it, um, and I'll look forward to Councilmember Byers' comments. Okay. Um, I just wanted to add, I think there, when I first read this, there, the feeling I had is somebody who's stepping on this side, you know, pretty freshly, the idea that government isn't fast enough or doesn't work fast enough for people. Um, but in being on this side of it, really seeing that we're often our own challenge towards that end and complicating work plans and priorities. So I really appreciated this item, specifically the second piece of it, um, and having the ability to really make plans that the public can engage in in meaningful ways. And when we're 
envisioning and rushing decisions instead of really orient them around the budget cycle, um, we can get lost in a lot of the weeds. So I just I wanted to say I appreciate this item, and Merit, I look forward to it coming back, and thank you for helping um, us do better work by the public, I think, in good governance. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem has a... Yes, thank you. I'm just, I'm just really overjoyed by this event, uh, this item tonight. Um, and I think Councilmember Byers really hit it home. You know, new council members, when they get up here, they have brand new initiatives, they have brand new items they want to do. Um, you know, the last two years, the last three years, the last four, coming up three, four years, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of change. We're seeing a lot of people bring new ideas, great ideas. Um, and I think that that's only going to grow more. Um, I'm reminded by one of our former colleagues when he says cities are never finished. Um, and I think that's really important for councils are never finished because we're always adapting, there's always new people up here, and I just want to make sure that we're ensuring that any new council member that gets up here has that full potential to really discover the beauty of what being a council member in the city of West Hollywood is. And specifically, um, events are events, but events are also policy implementations in real life. When we talk about women's leadership, we don't just say we want to get more women on boards and commissions. We had the Women's Leadership Conference doing that forever. You were an, one of the panelists. I know that was your item originally when you started it. When we think about the actual policy and practice is so important. So when we think about Human Rights Speaker Series, when we think about Lesbian and Queer Visibility Day, when we think about all of this, I'm just naming off all the events that were this weekend, as Councilmember Meister was pointing out, it actually says who we are as a city. And I think those new council members in two, four, six, eight years, because it's going to happen, um, are all going to bring sets of ideas that we don't we will never imagine what that is, and I just want to make sure that they have the runway to run um, and do the great job that this city is. So I'm prepared to support bringing this back in the budget conversation and give David more um, of a way to maybe parse this out a little bit more. Wonderful. These were all very thoughtful comments. Um, absolutely looking forward to, to talking about all of it. All right. So... At this time, we are we don't have anything on excluded consent calendar. Um, this is the last public comment period. This time is set aside for the public to address the council on any item of interest within the subject matter jurisdiction of the council that could not be heard under item one at the beginning of the meeting. Are there any public comments? We have one individual in, oh, they haven't joined back into the meeting. Okay. Um, in that case, we're going to move over to council member comments and meeting attendance reports. Council member Meister, would you please start? Thank you. I don't have any comments, believe it or not, on, on our consent calendar. Um, in terms of attendance, I attended the Laurel House subcommittee meeting, Yam Hashoah 2023, uh, Zen Healing's 20th anniversary ribbon cutting, uh, the Next Gen Social, and the third and final all-day class of CERT, uh, where we had over 20 graduates, and they stuck with it, um, all three classes, and we put out the fire, so I was very excited about that. Uh, on, uh, in terms of announcements, uh, I, Recently, I'm, hand, I'm holding up our, our social uh, services brochure. Uh, the city mailed out a citywide brochure of all services available to the West Hollywood community through our social services provider. Um, the brochure is trilingual, English, Russian, and Spanish. It has a lot of 
very useful information. So if you haven't received it, uh, or if you have any questions, please contact our social services division by phone at 323-848-6510. I uh, wanted to mention that Sunday, May 7th at 12 p.m., 78th anniversary of Victory in Europe Day. On Monday, May 8th at 6 p.m., uh, Public Safety Commission. On Tuesday, May 9th at 6 p.m., virtual neighborhood meeting for 1000 North La Brea Avenue. And Saturday, May 13th at 5 p.m., uh, Mayski Classical Night. And so I think I just proved my point. We have a lot of events. Thank you. <laughs> Council, member, <laughs> Council Member Byers. Yes, um, many events attended in the last couple weekends. Thank you to staff and community for your engagement in all of those. I just want to name a couple of places I represented the city. Uh, the Clean Power Alliance Energy Planning and Resource Committee meeting. These are publicly noticed meetings that take place in City Hall on the fourth Wednesday of every month. I welcome anyone who may be interested to reach out for more information uh, about how you can get involved. Um, I toured the log cabin with Assemblymember Rick Zaburr. I just want to say I'm very grateful to his team as well as Senator Ben Allen who've included the West Hollywood Wood log, uh, log Cabin Recovery Center project in their top four funding requests for this budget year. Um, that's more good news after uh, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson shared some more good news about that in our last meeting, I believe. Um, Playhouse Design Steering Committee number two took place, um, and it was amazing, as those meetings have been. Uh, please join us for the final meeting of the steering committee, which has been rescheduled to June 13th. Um, the homelessness subcommittee kicked off. Uh, I just want to uplift that meeting specifically because we received a really tremendous presentation from a new service provider under our social services contracts. That, that's Healthcare in Action. I'm just so grateful for their partnership. They do really amazing uh, new style of street outreach and medical care, and we're very lucky uh, to be partnering with them in our city. I represented the city of West Hollywood on a panel for National League of Cities alongside a mayor from Ferndale, Michigan, another queer community in the Midwest. Uh, go Ferndale. We we discussed our city's EV charging policies, and so I really just want to uplift uh, the many staff members and council members before me who led on those innovative policies that were celebrated and are being recognized across the country today. It was very nice for me to be there to take all those compliments, but having had little to do with bringing those policies to our city, I wanted to be sure to pass those along. Um, I was really glad to participate in the Denim Day photo at City Hall, showing our city staff support for survivors of sexual violence. Very proud to be part of a city that does so much. Um, two more quick things. It's uh, National Small Businesses Week, so thank you to our mayor for bringing the Business Community Forum forward. I just also wanted to uplift this resource um, from the LA County Department of Economic Opportunity. There are economic opportunity grants for small businesses, micro businesses, and nonprofits. More than 54 million awarded across nearly 7,000 grants to LA County businesses affected by COVID-19. Applications close on May 20th. Visit LA County Department of Economic Opportunity for more. And finally, happy Asian American Pacific Islander Month, Happy International Workers' Day, um, all gratitude to the labor movement, and Mary Beltane to all who recognize. Thank you. Councilmember Heilman. Yes, thank you, Mayor. Um, I attended the AIDS Monument Subcommittee, the Homeless uh, Subcommittee, uh, and I know that uh, Councilmember Meister already uh, noted the Mayskate Classical Night uh, will be here uh, May 13th here in the council chambers. Also wanted to let people know that upcoming on May 21st is the Weho Mishka Festival, what used to be called the Russian Cultural Festival, um, will be in Plummer Park. And in addition to uh, the performers they have from 
uh, the former Soviet Union countries, they're also featuring uh, Thelma Houston. So if you're not interested in Russian music, but you like Thelma Houston, it would be a great time to come out. Um, and then I wanted to uh, ask the city manager, it doesn't have to do it today, the public hearing that was on the agenda for tonight has been continued. It's the second time it's been continued. Usually in the past, we would allow an appellant to request one continuance, uh, not multiple continuances. Apparently, we haven't heard from the applicant, so apparently they have no objection. And certainly I'm happy that we didn't have a long public hearing tonight, but maybe it'd be helpful to have that policy clarified for all of us and for the community as well. Mm -hmm. And then I know that our um, long-suffering city clerk has been trying to schedule the annual Congress of the council and all of the commissions and boards and has sent out a date of July 31st, I believe. I'm out of the country then. I'm wondering if it makes sense to bring this as an agenda item and see if we can come to an agreement as a council on a date that works for all of us. Yeah, I'll work with uh, CLA to get some dates and look at the event calendar because we have lots of events in the city as well as commission and board meetings and come back with a date. I also, you know, the mayor has some time where she's out of the country too, so looking at that. But yeah, I'll bring an item to the next meeting for the council to consider. Thank you. And then finally, I wanted to thank the city manager and Danny Rivas for coming forward with the update on public safety. I have a number of comments that I would like to make, but I will hold them off until we have that uh, discussion at the next meeting. Um, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna start with my meetings as well as events. Uh, because that's the theme of this council meeting, I guess. Um, I attended the Contract Cities Board of Directors meeting, the Council Pride Subcommittee, the Council AIDS Monument Subcommittee, and the Finance and Budget Subcommittee, all in one lovely early evening afternoon. Um, the Next Gen Social Event, uh, thank you to the staff who put that on, it was great, and Orbar is pretty fabulous. Uh, the Zioness LA Social Summit, the Lesbian Speaker Series event, uh, thank you to Dee for putting that on. Uh, the Contract Cities Legislative Committee, and I'm proud to announce I will be the next chair of the Legislative Committee for Contract Cities, if that election goes well. Um, we'll see. Uh, the Denim Day Photo event, at City Hall with my colleagues, Mayor Shine and Councilmember Byers, and I know my colleagues were there in spirit. Um, additionally, I attended the Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Outreach Activity, and I want to thank all the bars and nightclubs and individuals that came out to participate. Um, I was able to go to Gym Bar and hand those out, and thank you to Larissa for doing that. Um, I attended the Interpride Gala. Thank you, Mayor Shine, for highlighting the great work the City of West Hollywood is doing when prides all over the country and world are being threatened. It was great to see you on that stage. Um, the Saturday, I had my 21st Saturdays in Plummer Park event. I had a very special visitor named Silver Solomon. Uh, uh, she does not claim to know a man named Andrew Solomon, just out of respect for her reputation. Um, but nevertheless, she was there and maybe her father was there as well. But it was great. Thank you to all that came out. Um, additionally, I attended the 2023 Lesbian and Queer Women Visibility event. Um, I uh, attended the Bora Sushi Grand Opening. Yes, another new business in the city with my colleague Chelsea uh, Councilmember Byer. Um, the WeHo Chamber Mixer at Dialogue, the 
Poetry Spa Day event through WeHo Arts and the Trans Arts Grant event, My Spring, My Crown, a ritual in Plummer Park yesterday. It was incredible. Very busy time, but a very lovely time as well. Um, additionally, as my colleagues have just said and talked about uh, several events, additionally, Happy Asian American Pacific Heritage Month, as well as International Workers uh, Month. Uh, congrats to Councilmember Meister on being CERT trained. I know you were really going through all of that, so if anything ever happens here, I'm looking right to you. Um, so there's that. Um, additionally, I have two items. One I'm going to talk about um, is about the log cabin. I'm really, really proud of this council on the log cabin. There's a little bit of confusion about the dedication to the sober and recovery community um, by maybe one disgruntled individual, I don't know. But however, I've never seen a council that has been putting more resources, more dedication, and more time into our AA and recovery community. That includes with actually, when I first got on here, purchasing the log cabin um, and ensuring that happens, but then also ensuring that those services, both in the Whirly building as well as outside and making sure the log cabin can continue to be fabulous occur. And then we went even further to asking all of our elected representatives to pony up because for so long, the log cabin has been doing the work that government is actually supposed to do by helping people with recovery services, addiction services, and everything in between that sometimes and sadly falls through the nooks and the crannies of our social service and governmental structures. And it is this council that is dedicated to doing that. And any type of news or information that is going out there, not the platform, but the people that are trying to say these things is simply false and meant to aggrandize the ego of one or a two particular people. This council is dedicated to the recovery community. I wanted to state that right here and now because we did all not go to DC. We did all not fight and push our assembly members and senators to add these items into their budget, which is very, very tight right now at the state, if we did not care to do that. And that is why Assemblymember Rick Zabur did it. That is why Senator Ben Allen did it. That is why Congressman Schiff did it. That is why Senator Padilla did it. And that's all to make sure that we expand that platform over there. And I dare you to show me any other city that has that type of dedication, because you're not going to find it. Additionally, on a different note, I would like to just state that this morning, um, I received another death threat. Um, I received a text message to my phone that said the following, hi John, fag, a noose would look great around your neck. And I just wanna say, especially to my mother, I'm gonna be fine because she's been blowing up my phone, that these things happen when we allow hatred and intolerance to continue in our community. We are doing a great job of being that of the forefront of ensuring that everyone knows that they are welcome here in the city of West Hollywood. We're always gonna be that city and I'm never ever gonna step back from making sure I'm helping lead the charge or pushing people up and making sure that they too know that they are loved and that they are equal. And so I have to say to this individual because this is I think number five or six, I'm not afraid of you and I'm gonna keep fighting until the bitter end. Thank you very much, Mayor. Um, Councilmember Meister has uh, yes, something so that she forgot. Yes, I'm so sorry. And, uh, and Councilmember, 
Hallman reminded me. I know I just I wanted to thank people for coming out to discuss public safety and to express how they felt about what's been going on. And I appreciate um, our city manager and and Danny Rivas for um, for the update. Um, you know, I think what everyone wants is to make sure that this is not um, that our response is not thoughts and prayers, that we actually have a plan. And um, so uh, when we have our public safety discussion at our next meeting, I'm gonna have a number of questions, so I just wanna make sure, do I just send them beforehand? So that way, because I think that they need to be addressed, you know, for the public. Um, I think, you know, my questions are, are a, a lot of the residents, our residents have the same questions and concerns and I don't, I don't want to make a gotcha situation. I just, I want, I just want to make sure that we have answers for, for us and for the community. Um, so um, that was really it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, since our last meeting, I participated in our second Playhouse Design Steering Committee meeting. Spoke at Yam Hashoa. Uh, represented West Hollywood in our West Side Cities Council of Governments board meeting, participated in our Pride sub, uh, subcommittee meeting and our Finance and Budget subcommittee meeting. I also toured the log cabin uh, with Assemblymember Rick Zaber and his deputy and staff uh, to ask for funding for the renovations. I had a lovely sips with Seppi at the butcher, the baker, and the cappuccino maker. Thank you for all who came out. I presented a proclamation to invisible men at the National Trans HIV Testing Day at APLA. I spoke at our Denim Day event, and I spoke at the Interpride Gala and presented them with a proclamation. As far as um, death threats and uh, hate emails, uh, I too have continued to receive them. I'm not even gonna go through the amount of emails that are filled with so much hate. Um, I will say that public safety is a priority for all of us on this dais, and uh, we have been and will continue to make sure that our public is safe, and I'm looking forward to our next meeting when we get the community safety uh, feedback as well as um, uh, some more updates from uh, our captain on uh, what is being done uh, in collaboration with the business community and in uh, response to uh, crimes that happen I know generally uh, we have in the past made sure that there have been more patrols and foot patrols in areas where crime has happened, so that would be nice for the captain to let the public know if the, that is part of his plan, and it should be part of his plan as we have directed in the past. Um, I haven't heard any of that as of yet. Um, and. Uh, it is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Today marks the beginning, and um, Asian and Pacific Islander Americans play a vital role across our nation, state, and here locally in West Hollywood. This month is an opportunity to pay tribute to the generations of Asian and Pacific Islander Americans who have enriched our history and been an integral part of our community. 
Now is an especially important time to celebrate Asian and Pacific Islander Americans' contributions since Asian and Pacific Islander American communities have been targeted by an alarming escalation of hate crimes since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And our uh, city will uh, be um, uh, putting on social media our Asian and uh, Pacific American Heritage Month um, tribute. Now, as, my, as part of my comments at each council meeting, I have made it a priority to provide updates on the situation in the Islamic Republic of Iran in light of the protests that began in September 2022 following the death of Massa Amini. As I discussed at previous council meetings, a current crisis is taking place in Iran with suspected poisonings targeting school-aged girls. Last week, Iran's intelligence service published a final report following the mysterious wave of poisonings, saying there is no organized network of perpetrators. The report also stated that instead of toxic substances, only traces of pepper spray or stink bombs were found after analysis of samples. The findings of this report, along with the authorities' handling of the cases, continue to draw criticism and concern in Iran. Please join me in spreading awareness on this current crisis in Iran and aware, awareness of the Women Life Freedom Movement so we can support the physical and mental well-being of schoolgirls and women in Iran and their fundamental right to freedom, education, and safety. This movement continues to show us that everyone can come together around a deep injustice that is taking place, Zan Zendegi, Azadi, Women Life Freedom. And at this time, the City Council will adjourn to its next regular meeting, which will be on Monday, May 15th at 6 p.m. at West Hollywood Park Public Meeting Room Council Chambers. And it is 